I, I've been following your work forever, and I don't know. I don't know. I was wanted to know how much gets back yes, to the I actor. Mean, but on Sunday night, when the Super yes. Bowl aired the spot for Doctor Strange two, make him admit it. Started trending because people were like, "Is that Patrick Stewart?" <laughs> I, is that we're gonna talk about Strange Picard too. today. I'm not gonna Look. ask you if you're in it. I know you can't answer it, but Look. I just wanted to know, like, does that get back to you? Do you know you're trending? Do you know people are like, "Hey, he's in this Obviously, movie." He's, like, like, he's on Twitter all the time. Anything about it at all? <laughs> I, I I don't look at a lot of social media. Good on you. And, and that is mostly a, a time issue. But um, I must say, before bedtime on Sunday evening, <laughs> I had had plenty of communications, <laughs> friends and some people I hardly knew at all, of making reference to, ah, is that you? Is that you? He's a werewolf. <laughs> I was just at home. The baldest werewolf I've ever football. seen. So, yeah, how could it possibly have been me? Where so, did you um, watch football? I, 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 <laughs> I was watching American football, <laughs> my favorite past. <laughs> I mean, do we really imagine Patrick Stewart is waiting to watch the Super Bowl, waiting to watch football? He also said it was before bedtime, so I imagine Patrick Stewart is a little sleepy cap. <laughs> And his platter with a candle on it and his slippers, <laughs> sticking his head out the window and saying, You boy, what day is it? And he's like, What's that, you? In the simple I heard your voice. <laughs> anyone could have. It could have been anyone. Mind. Get out of here. You stupid urchin. <laughs> it was off to bedtime and to sleep with watching the NFL game and the Rams unfairly win it. Oh, sideways as my head is resting on a pillow. Logan, is that you? Oh, that's um, Evil didn't Logan. happen then. But uh, Patrick Stewart, we love you. And uh, thanks to Chris from Cosmic Culture for getting that scoop. Seriously. For asking Good the right question. questions. I love it when these hey. uh, interviewers ask the right questions. Oh, welcome back to New Rockstars. The professor can deny it all he wants, but somewhere on the Multiverse of Madness set is a chess set and a wheelchair with X folks mm -hmm. because Professor X and the X-Men are now here in the MCU. But we've gotten so caught up on hearing his voice what the Illuminati is and what other mutants might be coming that we haven't really figured out how they're here. Now, sure, yes, multiverse, Disney owning Fox, yeah, we get that. But are we talking some No Way Home logic? Are we talking some other narrative backstory that explains how the mutants are here now, where they're gonna be going forward, and how much of the X-Men series we have to watch to consider to be true required viewing MCU canon? What, what the, the X? X? <laughs> Trying that out this week. Uh, this is Inside Marvel. It's New Rockstar's Marvel reaction show. I just had a bit of a Jeff Bridges Marvel mouth there. Marvel reaction. Box of scraps. Box of scraps. But this is our Marvel reaction show. Uh, we're breaking down the latest and greatest in Marvel and what your biggest questions are week to week. I'm Eric Voss. With me this week is MT. Dude, did you see that sweater Patrick Stewart was wearing, my dude? I can't get over it. It's like literally like knives out quality sweaters. I don't know where oh, they yeah. get it. But I mean. He's warm. Major Easter eggs <laughs> on that sweater. I'm telling you, look at the look at the stitching. There mm -hmm. are X's, there are cross hatches, there's little dark hold cover shapes. I think I see <laughs> Chathan in there. I think he's shushing at us right there on his shoulder. I gotta break down that sweater. Mm -hmm. Sweat down! <laughs> the sweat down. Sweat down is what I do when I put on my socks. Uh, sweat down is what I do when I, I walk up two steps. <laughs> 
Well, the Marvel world is still reeling from the confirmation in the latest trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that the Fox X-Men are joining the MCU. Patrick Stewart, Ryan Reynolds, both having denied being in this movie, but, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield playing werewolf taught us that we can just politely ignore their hamstrung Disney publicity scripted answers to these questions. They gotta do what they gotta do. They gotta do it. And they're playing a game. We know what the game is. It's fine. We're, we're enjoying the ride. <laughs> the real question, though, is the logic Marvel mm. Studios is cooking up to explain how the X-Men are now in the MCU. Right. Is it gonna be like No Way Home where it was just seemed like a possible temporary crossover? Probably not, right? It's gonna be mm. a more permanent one. And as we're wondering with Daredevil coming from No Way Home, are all of those past titles in their catalog MCU canon now. How much of their backstories, those characters' backstories, firmly part of their backstories now? Are they variants? Uh, is it just going to be politely ignored or only brought up when it's convenient for their new storylines? <laughs> we'll talk about that today. So we want you, before we talk about this, to check out the new Batman-inspired t-shirt designs over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. They aren't marble. This is inside. Blah, 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 blah. But I, I did that marble mouth just to, you know, allow you to insert anything in there. In this case, I was really saying, inside my Batman, my vengeance, justice is blind. But the Batman shirts, guys, cool as hell. And the Batman's coming next week. It's going to be yeah. a very big week in the nerd world. So you're going to want to celebrate it. Grab one quick. You can have it for when you go to the theater and see that movie like a true Gothamite. So check out those shirts and all of our cool clothing and merch offerings over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. But MT, let's dive into our big question this week. Okay, buddy. Our first question of the day is how, using what logic, will the X-Men have arrived into the MCU in Multiverse of Madness era? Yes. It's a great question, MT. And I, I think in the past, whenever we've talked about X-Men being in the MCU or not being allowed in the MCU. It's always been about the legality of it. Like, right. originally, mutants couldn't be in the MCU with the Avengers because Marvel had sold off the film rights for the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to Fox back in the 90s, right. leading to these two separate cinematic franchises. And then, uh, in 2018, Disney bought all of it back from Fox. They bought pretty much all of Fox's wow. IP. That's why you can watch that, the Simpsons I feel like that was, like, Plus. yesterday, but, like, it was 2018. That's, like, a while ago now. Wow. <laughs> well, that's when the process, these kind of mergers take years right. to really figure out. So that's when it was announced, and then mm. now it's pretty much complete. Uh, and we've just been wondering which of these Marvel titles are finally going to announce the X-Men. And now we finally have it. Uh, but I think deeper than that legality question, last week I made a video about, like, which other X-Men will cameo? And it's that was more of a question of which other X-Men do we need to see again, just as fans? Do, right. Like, kind of a, a recap of the history of the X-Men film franchise that I highly recommend you go watch because I think that's kind of how Marvel is looking at it, trying to put their uh, their heads in the eyes of the fans who look back on things like Days of Future Past right. and X-Men First Class and, and, and Logan and all those other titles. Um, but now that Patrick Stewart is pretty much confirmed to be in Multiverse of Madness, it's actually happening. We still don't fully know the story logic that explains how he got here mm. and why it has to be Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier by the rules of this universe slash multiverse. Like Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, set the stage for this to make sense to general audiences. The rule being, the MCU is one universe that exists alongside parallel universes that just include past previously separate film franchises. So if the Raimi-verse and the Webverse, Peter Parker's are just part of that multiverse, 
Presumably, so are the Fox X-Men. They're right. just kind of retconning it as being in a separate reality that can now be brought over into the MCU. But the issue is, what brought the variant Peter Parker's was a specific spell by Doctor Strange called the Runes of Cough Call, and specifically that spell going awry. And I think it was important that that had to happen in a Sanctum Crypt, because he had that line when they were headed down to the basement saying that the Sanctum Walls were built at the intersection of cosmic energy currents. That plus Wong warning that this spell uh, traverses the boundaries between known and unknown realities, et cetera, et cetera, seemed to be like this spell in particular just kind of, it walks the line a little right. bit. It, it, it's one that requires, it, it, it pulls its energy from the grid in a way that isn't healthy for, yeah. for anybody. Um, so really when that all got patched up at the end of No Way Home, it seemed like they were suggesting that it could be a one-time crisis they kind of made that movie in a way that, of course, we would we want to see Toby and Andrew again. Yeah. But they did it in this kind of open-ended way to where next time we see Toby or Andrew would just be back in their home realities. Right. And then maybe in some future crossover event, they didn't have it so that all these characters are just now in the MCU going forward. They went back to their home realities. But I think something much different is going on with the mutants, obviously. I think Marvel Studios wants mutants permanently in the MCU. So it's not oh, a curtain call for these characters. It's really a reintroduction. Mm. Uh, it's a new beginning. So Professor X appears in this location that we assume to be the Citadel of the Illuminati, which presumably is structured similar to the TVA from Loki. It's, it's a courtroom. It's a bunch of offices. It's a prison that exists outside of any one reality. It's kind of in a neutral zone, right. uh, a nexus point between the realities. So if we look at it that way, there's a few ways to explain how this Charles Xavier exists here. One way is that this is just the Professor X from the Fox X-Men films. And perhaps the Charles from the Days of Future Past rebooted timeline, which is set after the events of the first X-Men, because Jean Grey is still alive, uh, Hank McCoy as Kelsey Grammer is there. Um, but I would assume this is not the Charles Xavier from Logan who dies in that movie. Yeah, because he would have a lot more holes in him. It would be a bit harder for him to, you know, uh, yeah, it would just require a bit more of an explanation. Um, yes. But this could also be a Charles Xavier from another branch reality that we have never seen before, yet still played by Patrick Stewart, just mm. with different life experiences. Mm. Now, I would imagine many of the same biographical beats, like growing up in a Westchester mansion, his friendship with Eric Lencher, but not the movie-by-movie -movie, uh, story moments from the Brian Singer, Simon Kinberg, Matthew Vaughn series. So mm. this could be uh, like uh, Charles Xavier, perfect example, maybe a live action version from the 90s animated Professor X, which could oh tie into X-Men 97, which is oh also Oh my God, bro, I would love Honestly, to me, that's the most that. exciting. I, in bro. a way, you could argue that's the perfect amalgamation of uh, the Charles Xavier fans want to see, played by Patrick Stewart, his performance, but the backstory of the, uh, of the animated world, which fans, as, as goofy as that show sometimes got, is still just like perfect. Yeah, that would be mind. like you know, that 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 show is so revered by Marvel fans. Like, because like that was one of the first Marvel shows that I ever saw. So like, if they were yeah, to include too. that into the Illuminati, like, or into the Doctor Strange events, like at all, that would be a huge win for Marvel and like a super smart move. So I, I love that. Yeah, idea. <laughs> I think there's a perfect opportunity there. But I think ultimately the idea is this Illuminati is composed of the brightest leaders, the brightest minds mm. who came from universes that on their own achieved breakthroughs in multiversal tech. Right. So the way Nathaniel Richards, the Kang variant that he remains did in his, um, his backstory in Loki episode six, mm. uh, these are just brilliant engineers maybe on their own. I guess you could argue maybe there was one other engineer who came over and introduced it to them just kind of came through a, a portal and says, hey, hey, use this. 
Because we know Rick and Morty inspired all of this. This could be someone who who said, hey, your portal gun sucks, but this is how you really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they reached the uh, they reached their status in the Illuminati. In, uh, but it seems like these guys reached their status in this Illuminati Citadel by leaving behind their home realities. They're representatives right. of realities. We're not seeing them back in their home states. Mm. They're in Congress, multiversal Congress right now. <laughs> uh, so they're products of something larger. So really, the question is, beyond this Illuminati, will this movie follow Charles and these others back to their live-action X-Men universes Mm. alongside other Fox X-Men actors? Are we going to see Hugh Jackman? Are we going to see Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, James Marsden? Mm. And that is really what people, I think, want to know now. Like, how many of these X-Men movies, all of them soon to be added to Disney+, Plus, I'm sure, do we need to watch and treat as MCU canon, as required viewing? And for that matter, how much of Daredevil, which also will probably make its way to Disney Plus sometime soon. I think the logic that Sam Raimi and Mike Waldron and Kevin Feige are going to suggest is that uh, is something similar to No Way Home, like obviously retconning the Fox X-Men universe as part of the MCU multiverse of separate realities, but also to do it in a way that doesn't erase or tread on the stories that came before. Because right. in No Way Home, right. John Watts, that whole team, had a ton of respect for the Raimi-verse, the web-verse. They didn't do anything to change or retcon those realities. Those mm-hmm. film continuities were left intact. Yes, maybe new realities were formed thereafter, but it's not like when we watched the Raimi trilogy, any of those events were erased now. Right. And Kevin Feige, this is especially the case for the original X-Men movie. Because Kevin Feige, we mentioned plenty of time, worked as an associate producer for that first X-Men film in 2000. Mm-hmm. He's got to have some respect for that past series. Oh, so therefore, I think we can expect Multiverse of Madness to show brief glimpses of the Fox X-Men reality, but nothing that erases a continuity or changes the continuity of what came before. Like imagine a glimpse of Professor X teaching a class at his, Westmester, uh, at his Westchester mansion, maybe Wolverine, the Alkali Lake Lab, but might instead build some new alternate realities with these actors, like mm. a father-daughter moment between Ian McKellen Magneto and Elizabeth Olsen and Wanda Maximoff. Mm. Just kind of using the pieces of what came before to build something new. Mm. And that way, Kevin Feige and his team is not beholden to what other directors, other screenwriters, other casting directors did before. Uh, and it just seems like the mutant arrivals will be some mix of, you know, dark hold magic gone too far by Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff in this movie, Reality obviously has been destroyed in all kinds of ways from what Doctor Strange did in, uh, in No Way Home and back in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Wanda Maximoff now through what she's done with WandaVision, what she's going to be doing a lot more of. But I think at the end of this movie, obviously, we're going to get a House of M, No More Mutants-esque moment that permanently leaves mutants in the MCU. Obviously, it seems like where that's going. But like with Daredevil, Kevin Feige's got to approach this a la carte. Mm. I think that's his mindset. He doesn't want to have to feel forced to committing to rehiring every past Fox actor, every past Netflix actor, including the ones that fans aren't that excited about. (laughs) So for now, I think we can apply what I'm going to call the Daredevil rule. Mm. I don't even know if it's a rule yet, but how we're looking Daredevil from No Way Home to whatever Fox X-Men will stay in the MCU after the events of Multiverse of Madness. Like Mm. one, two, maybe three of them doesn't mean all of them, but it could, could mean any of them. Some characters will probably be recast. But for Daredevil and for Kingpin, Professor X, these guys were probably not exactly the guys who lived every moment we saw on Daredevil or in the Fox X-Men movies. However, their power sets, their relationships, the major biographical beats that make them who they are, I think will stay the same. I just don't expect Charles Xavier to reference Jean Grey disintegrating him in The Last Stand, but maybe he'll (laughs) vaguely reference playing chess with his old frenemy, Eric Lenscher. Mm. So uh, I think that's how we should look at it right now. 
they're going to bring back some characters. Some characters will stay in the MCU. Some characters will only stay in this movie. And I think if you're going to bring in Patrick Stewart, you're probably going to have some of those other big faces from those past films. And they're rather than like doing what Endgame did and restaging past uh, films, I think they're just going to build something new out of it to show other realities we haven't seen before. Mm. Uh, but I, I've been talking way too long, MT. I got to hear your <laughs> thoughts. How do you think this movie's going to explain Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart's arrival to the MCU? I know. First of all, dude, I love hearing you talk. I love all your insights. Like, hearing <laughs> you talk, like, helps me generate ideas. So I'm just like, oh, please, boy, Eric, please. Um, but no, um, I think that you're, you're very much on the money there in terms of um, Marvel and Kevin Feige not wanting to erase um, the past stuff that happened in the Fox X-Men because it means a lot to fans and to Kevin Feige because he's, he's very much started off the X-Men universe working alongside... Um, you know, um, all those people like Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman. I keep calling him Wolverine. Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. He, he, he is, was there. He is. Don't call him Hugh um, Jackman. <laughs> he is Wolverine. <laughs> um, but I definitely think that we're going to get like some type of merging of these universes together by the end of Multiverse of Madness. That's just like, it, that, that sort of basically says, yeah, everything that happened to us in those Fox movies, it did happen. But now we're just going to just like, put all the best elements that people liked. From, you know, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, a little bit of X-Men 3, probably. Um, and, you know, just shove them all into this world and just, like, just remove everything that people didn't like. And remove all the, you know, the actors that we can't recast and, like, sort of just, like, reinvent it. Sort of like the way that they did after the Secret Wars event with the um, the merging of Earth 616 and 1610 together. Like, they just basically just, they took Miles Morales. They took all the, like, uh, Old Man Logan. It's like, oh, we're taking all the best parts from different universes and just shoving it into this, into our main universe um, so that we could just play with them, with the with the main cast. So I think that um, probably uh, these, whatever Doctor Strange did to cause these um, the manipulations of reality, all this, the messing up realities, it's going to trigger, like, the, the, the Secret Wars event that everyone is very much hoping that yeah. Marvel Studios gets to. And uh, yeah. which is, you know, essentially, um, it, it begins with this conflict of universes just coming together and one universe having to destroy the other to survive. And I think that this, because we have this Illuminati that is uh, comprised of all the smartest minds in the Marvel multiverse, there, there has to be a purpose for that. Because like, you know, and, and, and we do have rumors of a superior Iron Man, Tony Stark, and we do see the, the Ultron right. bots in the trailer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like these minds are coming together to stop a very big a threat that not even a, a Tony Stark who invented time travel could do on his own. He's like, I need help right, from right, right. minds greater than my own. So we're, we're going to see probably just representatives from um, each of these major universes. Um, maybe, maybe a Sony. I don't know how that deal is going to go, but like, it's definitely going to be the smartest minds, the Fox and, and Marvel Studios heroes um, just coming together to try to keep this, the realities from coming together and like meshing close together. But it's inevitably going to happen because we have to see our favorite heroes from Fox's past just interact with our Avengers. I want to see Avengers versus X-Men Marvel. Let's let's get it going. I, yeah, I think it's all headed there for now. Um, I'm just trying to imagine what this looks like. And to me, MT, the coolest version of this is part of the reason why I'm so excited Patrick Stewart is back. Cerebro. Mm! Some of the coolest visuals yes! from the early Fox X-Men films was Patrick Stewart explaining to Logan, explaining to the other X-Men how the Cerebro technology worked, and the visuals of that were beautiful. Imagine this Professor X built a multiversal version mm. of Cerebro that allows him to access other variants through the multiverse 
And we see the, just these little vignettes of them in a cloudy mist, wherever they are in their reality. And that way you could just kind of insert any characters, any alternate versions of these actors in another alternate moment, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Wanda Maximoff and her brother Pietro on Wundagore Mountain, uh, or maybe it's uh, the two of them with Daddy Professor X in a mutant-dominated reality called the House of M. Uh, maybe you just see other mutants, other alternate mutants fighting other alternate mutants. You know, like there's like all all these cool things that you can do with the Cerebro, and I think that's this version of uh, of Charles Xavier that we're seeing, and and the way that like just casting Jonathan Majors to just exposition dump on us for an hour of television and then look at the finale. <laughs> How fun is it? How fun is it just to have Patrick Stewart explaining things to you? Mm. Like, I can just sit back so and good. listen to his voice explaining <laughs> how the multiverse works. And it's going to feel so simple. We're just going to nod along and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Why, why did I overthink it that much? It makes way more sense just to have him do it. So I think that's what it is. He built a, a multiverse Cerebro mm. uh, upgrade. Uh, and that's how he got on this Illuminati. We're looking at a version of, of Charles Xavier, I think, from that Days of Future Past reset timeline. I think I think it's just going to be implied that Logan is from another reality of that. And I, I guess the question will be, how will this Charles Xavier describe himself? Is he going to say, after my X-Men were able to fix the timeline from the 1970s and prevent the Trask Industries from creating Sentinels, we got lucky. <laughs> and I focused my attention on ways to keep order in the multiverse so no one had to suffer. Or is he going to say, I used to be a cartoon, and now I'm in a different medium. <laughs> I'm so round, Logan. <laughs> Do I look this thick from the side? <laughs> is my ass still thick, Logan? <laughs> I got dumps like a trap, I still have my dump truck ass. <laughs> I mean, it seems like he's in some kind of chair. My hope is that he's in a hovered chair. Yes. I know I've been oh preaching God, that so like dope. that there's only six chairs. Mm. Um, some of you on Twitter are like, well, there is a, a spot for a seventh chair in the middle there, but there is no chair there. But I think the argument is that's going to be where Charles Xavier rolls in or floats mm. in. So there might be actually seven members of the Illuminati. That'd be bonkers. That's going to be interesting to think about. I mean, seven is more of the... Uh, it's a round number, right? If you if you have if you need an odd number of people to vote on something, you this, need to have yes, seven true. as opposed to six. And it's, but it's, anyway. a, it's a more godly number. So like since the Illuminati likes to <laughs> sort of act like gods, it's like, all right, seven. We're the seven. It, but but six does make sense considering the MCU and six. But, right, yeah. right. That's that was why I assumed just yeah. because the Illuminati were, were six. But also the Illuminati was like dysfunctional in the comics. It was not very much group, so. Right? <laughs> Very much a failure, I would say. I mean, we got we got uh, World War World War World War Hulk out of that, <laughs> thanks to them, those assholes. Anyway, well, we have another huge character from the Fox X Men franchise. We've got to figure out how it's going to fit into this, and that's mm. Deadpool. Another character, Ooh. another actor who says, no, I'm not going to be in this. <laughs> we'll talk about Deadpool in a second. Uh, but first, we want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode, starting with our friends at Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to cook from Wolfgang Puck, improve your writing skills with R.L. Stein, or learn gymnastics from Simone Biles. And with over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing that you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. 
Here at New Rockstars, we are huge fans of the writing and filmmaking classes. There are classes from directors Judd Apatow, Spike Lee, acting classes from the MCU's own Samuel L. Jackson, Natalie Portman. The class from former Disney CEO Bob Iger was super interesting because he goes into a bunch of detail about Disney acquiring Marvel and the creation of Disney+. Plus. Obviously stuff that informs our theories here at New Rockstars. So the classes are really well produced and you can watch them on your computer, your smart TV, any device where you stream. The classes are made in these great 10 minute chunks so you can watch one part when you have a few spare minutes or binge through the whole thing. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass and for the Inside Marvel audience. You get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash Marvel now. That's masterclass.com slash Marvel for 15% off masterclass. We also want to thank Peloton for sponsoring this episode. Keeping things fresh is the best way to stay motivated and keep from burning out on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Well, Peloton is pushing you further with a whole bunch of fresh new ways to work out on the Peloton Bike and Peloton Bike Plus. They have new classes, new music, and new ways to keep your workouts fun and motivating. I'm actually excited to take the guided meditation class that they have on the app. I've tried meditation in the past and enjoyed it, but I haven't stuck with it. So I think having a Peloton instructor there to guide me through it will help me stay motivated. On the opposite end of the exercise spectrum, they also have a new boxing class that's uh, you know great, even if you've never boxed before. I never boxed, never fought before. Uh, <laughs> letting out some sweaty aggression sounds like a nice compliment to my meditation goals. So, you know, all balanced as all things should be. So Peloton has a workout for every day, every schedule, de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength and 20 minutes of cardio or do quick 15 minute total body class before work. Stay motivated while having fun with the bike workouts and yoga and dance cardio and more. So visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. And we want to thank Upstart for sponsoring this episode. Upstart! If you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making a dent in your credit card debt, it can be discouraging, but Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so that you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. Whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score, so rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, your employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Marvel. That's upstart.com slash Marvel. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. So uh, getting back to Multiverse of Madness, of course, last week, Ryan Reynolds also denied appearing in this movie. And again, none of us believed him. But <laughs> assuming this movie either features uh, Deadpool in it as a cameo or just explains the logic by which he could come into the MCU for his later confirmed third Deadpool film. And so I want to ask you, how do you think Multiverse of Madness will set up Deadpool 3? And uh, when Deadpool 3 comes, do you think we're going to get uh, an addressing of the Thanos cable issue? Oh, we definitely have exactly to. Like? Oh, because like, you know, with the, with the way Deadpool 2 ended with, with Deadpool using Cable's time traveling device to sort of right the wrongs in Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds' life, um, that that's not going to be something that the either the TBA or the Illuminati are going to be super thrilled with. <laughs> so I definitely feel like, you know, a, a Deadpool uh, 3 was definitely going to be ushered in via the Illuminati because like we see the Illuminati arresting Doctor Strange for, you know, violating you know, the natural law. And, you know, Mordo seems to be affiliated with them. 
So like, I I don't see any like I don't see a more bigger violation of a multiversal natural law than what Deadpool did at the end of Deadpool two. Very a huge <laughs> violation. Like so many timelines messed up. Like it's just not okay. So this man and and probably and probably Cable as well because Cable violated the rules as well because he went back in time to sure. try to um, assassinate yeah. that little boy. And so those two guys are in big trouble and they're probably both going to get arrested. And I think that we, we might see like a, a more of a continuation of this buddy cop um, type of like, you know, uh, what's the word? A dynamic between uh, this buddy cop dynamic between Josh Brolin and Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool yeah. in, in Deadpool three, where they have to like sort of just fix their mistakes uh, with the Illuminati. Uh, but what do you think? How do you think it's going to set up Deadpool three? It's it's interesting. I definitely want Deadpool to appear in Multiverse of Madness, even if, but I just want like a short little cameo that doesn't really answer a ton of questions yet. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, Deadpool as on his own is so meta, and the way Deadpool right. two ended is is just so goofy and insane <laughs> that I don't know if Deadpool three needs Multiverse of Madness to answer those questions. Mm. Like Deadpool three already had him basically spiraling through timelines through different other movies uh, through you could argue the the fox x-men universe when he showed up at the end of of uh, wolverine uh, x-men origins of wolverine right where yeah. he shot his previous self <laughs> like so he's already crossed over into that reality and i think just by having him in a background cameo like one or two jokes right mm. like that's enough for me uh, I don't need him to team up with oh, yeah. Doctor Strange be... and, and America Chavez in this yeah. movie. I think that might be too much. He would overtake the movie. Oh, yeah. So I think just one quick jokey thing, um, like during that Cerebro montage or something like that, <laughs> or when uh, Doctor Strange is smashing through different realities, we smash through one where Deadpool's there. He just looks over and he goes, God, you can stay the hell out of my world, you know? Like some kind of quick joke. Uh, and then, and then in Deadpool three, we get our own answers, and everything is just so meta. Like the fact that Deadpool two referenced the the Matthew Vaughn reboot era of mm. the X Men characters, even <laughs> though that was supposed to be in the past. But then I guess those movies never had the characters age, even characters who weren't supposed to be ageless. They like uh, Nicholas Holt never looks older in any of those movies. Not at all. Sophie Turner never looks older in any of those movies. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going off the rails. But I uh, I think when Deadpool three comes out. Um, it can just leave it to the people writing that script and the people coming up with that movie to provide the answers of how Deadpool ended up in the MCU. Um, because I think tonally, he's just kind of his own engine. He's his own world. Uh, and you can plug him into any cinematic franchise and it'll make sense because he'll just joke his way through it. What I really want for Cable, honestly, is like, I want that to be a running joke. He's now in a reality where everyone's like, oh, like, were you related to him? And he's like, why does everyone say I look like him? Well, we'll leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel. MT, thank you as always. Always great to just pick your brain. Um, so don't forget to uh, check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. If you're over 18, go on and click that link for the NewRockStars Discord server in the description and join that conversation. You can follow me at EA Boss, follow MT at Mastertainment, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Bye.